This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Extra Time, the final word on the weekend's action, uh, which ended up Manchester United 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. No shots on target, normal service resumed, especially for a home game. Before we get started, obviously, a big thank you to Wolf Life for powering uh, Extra Time. Uh, don't forget to get your life insurance or your mortgage quote directly. Uh, from filling the form, and if you reach out for us, if you need anything like that, I'll put you in touch anyway. So on to the actual football itself. Uh, I had a bit of a different day, thanks to Genting. I was in corporate, which was uh, interesting. Uh, nice meal, great view, right on the centre line. Um, obviously, it was different seeing that, being in the way end. Um, I was, we were going to regret it if there was any limbs, but there wasn't really any limbs um, because we didn't really do anything during the game to be fair. Um, obviously, we're safe. Some people might think we're on the beat. I don't think there was any lack of effort, um, but we didn't have a shot on target and we're going to be chewing into that and we're going to be talking about, uh, along with our um, Man of the Match performance rating, highlight of the day, uh, we're going to be talking Wolves women's season. We've got our Wolves women expert, uh, Jess, that's joining us tonight as well to talk a little bit about that. Um, but we're also going to be asking, obviously, how do we start winning away from home? We've got a great home record under Lopetegui, but the away record is not great. And it was another defeat. OK, it was to Manchester United, who've got a fantastic home record this season. I think they lost to Brighton on the opening day of the season and they haven't lost since. Obviously, Brighton today have gone and, you know, we felt bad about Brighton when we beat 6-0, but they cut Arsenal apart at the Emirates today. And they're basically, yeah, the title... You know, he's, he's gone for Arsenal. They've blown it. So they're probably having a little bit of a meltdown right now. Whereas we can chill out, you know, look back on the game and look forward to what's got to change in the in the, uh, in the away game. We need to be a lot more like Brighton next year, surely. Anyway, we're going to be bringing, as I say, first of all, uh, bringing on the voice of reason, which is Jack. How you doing, mate? Evening, Dave. Evening, everyone. We all OK? Yeah, I'm taking it. You were there yesterday. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. For, for my sins, yeah. For your sins. Uh, returning tonight, we have Hoops with uh, 
the wolf <laughs> on his shoulder again. He looks happy today, actually, mate. He looks it, like he's it, a bit of a smile on his face. It, it does look happy. I don't know what he's been up to, but um, yeah, evening from uh, from both of us and uh, evening everyone. Yeah, well, he, he does look in a, in a he looks like he's got a, a happy um, a happy smile on today. I mean, his expression just changed. It's very fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yes, stay tuned if you if you see any movement. But um, yeah. I Who knows what he gets I've seen his ears switched before now. Um, if you're <laughs> listening to on the podcast, you're probably wondering what is he on about. You'll have to watch it on to uh, on YouTube. Um, and then we've got returning a young man, a regular writer for the Always Wolves dot uh, co dot uk uh, website. Hello, Liam. How are you? Even Dave. Thanks for having me on the show. How was everyone? Uh, very good. Um, do you what? You get to watch the game yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I went. Um, so were you, yeah. with your dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I bet you've got. I'd be interested to see what your opinions are on this one as well. Then, and then, yeah. last but not least, we've got our Wolves women experts joining us tonight. Obviously, Wolves women season just finished. They've just won the. Uh, is it the Senior Cup? That they the County Cup, yeah. They've just won the uh, the county cup, and uh, I think it's 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 right that we should reflect on Wolves' women season. We're going to do it a little bit different this time. We're going to do it in one full hit uh, tonight with uh, five of us on the screen, so there won't be any second half as such. Uh, this is the panel for tonight. We're going to get stuck into it, and as always, uh, just for a little bit of fun, we do have the secret word. We've already got over 100 people tuning in live to watch the show. So I want to say a big welcome uh, to all of you guys in the chat. Um, if you have got any questions, we'll try and put some of them up uh, there for you. But you do want to uh, make sure that your question gets put to the panel. You can help not only support the channel and keeping us going, um, but you can do a super chat and you can get a highlighted uh, question that we can put to the panel as well. And don't forget, if you are brand new and you do want to comment, please make sure you hit that subscribe button um, because only subscribers of the channel can actually comment in the chat. So first of all, let's go to the voice of reason himself. Um, playing in the middle of a back five at the at the back there now, Jack, in the uh, <clears throat> the old Connor Cody role. Um, Absolutely. You were there yesterday, mate. What's your yeah. uh, what's your thoughts on that? Um, we were on the beach again, weren't we? I think let, let's be sort of brutally honest about it. There, there was a distinct lack of urgency, a lack of tempo, a lack of, lack of intensity. Sorry, um, I don't think it was a great game overall. You know, Manchester United are a good team, but I don't think they're at their best. I think we perhaps made them look a little bit better than perhaps they were with, with our, obviously, lack of urgency. They just scored the goals, didn't they? You know, that was the ultimate difference. We didn't have a shot on target, to my knowledge. Can't remember one. Um, that's happened a, a few times this year. I think we worked it out on the, on the way back. I think 12 out of our 36 games this year, we haven't scored. You know, if, if you're going into a into a, a Premier League season, sorry, and you, you're not going to score in a third of your games, you're going to struggle. You're really going to struggle. And is that I think really, that's that, 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 what. Yeah, we, we we didn't have all the, the, but we kind of went through it, and we think it's about twelve in thirty-six. So it's a, it's a third, isn't it? If you uh, if you like your fraction, so it's um, 
yeah, so it's it's not a, not a great stat. And I have written down some. You'll like this. I've got the our attackers and their goal record this season. So if I quickly go through this, uh, okay. Pedence six in thirty one. That's okay. Adama two in thirty two. Wang Chan two in twenty five. Kuna two in sixteen. Guedes one in thirteen. Costa one in sixteen. Nunes one in twenty nine. Neto none in eighteen. Jimenez none in fourteen. There's a lot of money being spent on those players and we're not getting a lot of return, are we? No. I think you, you saw that again yesterday. We were just so anemic in attack. As soon as we go a goal down away from home, you kind of might as well go home. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, Wolves, Wolves fans travelled in force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Support, uh, support was great yesterday. It was really good. And it was a beautiful day. It was such yep. a sunny day. It was so warm at times. Liam, you were in the crowd as well um, yeah. there. You know, you went down to the to Old Trafford. What was the atmosphere like within the, the Wolves fans pre-game and during game and post-match? No, yeah, it was very good. It's the, the first away game I've been to since before the pandemic. So I haven't really had the away day feeling for ages. So, no, yeah, the, 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 the away end was, was really good. But uh, when I found out we were wearing the white kit, I, I kind of just wanted to go home at that point. I knew we'd lose from there. I was um, exactly the same. Well, it's not white, is it? It's that sort of pearly grey so colour. Yeah. I was like, oh, can't we just wear gold and black? Why are we wearing that? Why? I, uh, I was exactly the same, Liam. I was like, please, can you? I said in my post match, can we? Can we get rid of it? Can we burn it or something? Because like, oh, mm. I'd rather us play in the in the blooming teal kit. I like that. You know, we oh, we we won in that away from home, wasn't it? Southampton. Yeah, Southampton. yeah. Sorry, yeah. And hoops, your your thoughts? Were you there yesterday, hoops? I wasn't there, mate. I uh, managed to follow it from home. And, um, yeah, it was, um, I think as Jack said, what struck me, it was very passive, wasn't it, really? I think, you know, if, if you look at the, the, the Brighton game, that was a side that really sort of took us apart. But United really didn't get into a second gear because they didn't need to, really. I think they were pretty sort of timid, United were, really. So, yes, it wasn't a great game. That first half in particular was poor. But I think that the stats, which has been illustrated there, is, is is really where hopefully in the summer we'll address what needs to be addressed, which is ultimately scoring goals. And we'll perhaps touch on later in the show about how we do that away from home. But yeah, in, in, in a summary of the game, it was we weren't humiliated, but we really didn't offer much. We didn't lay a glove as, as far as, as a boxing term, did we? So um, disappointing, really, to, to not offer a bit more because... I would say United weren't were there for the taking, but I'd, I'd probably be hesitant to say that. I'd say, well, only perhaps if we offered a bit more. We didn't we didn't give them a reason to go up a gear because they they did what needed to be done from their side, um, and we weren't really much of a threat, were we? If we're honest, I've got to say I'm absolutely a, a, agree with that. You say that we didn't lay a glove on them. I'll tell you what, I'm glad that uh, Dan Bentley was laying gloves on some of their shots because, like, he was. Uh, he made a great debut. I mean, we've got to take a moment to step back. And Dan Bentley, when he came, he said it's always his dream to play in the Premier League. He's, he's, you know, he's worked his way up from the bottom with his dream of playing in the Premier League. Uh, J-Lo gave him his debut on what a stage, Old Trafford, to make his Premier League debut. And, um, you know, he, I, I don't think he could do anything with the goals. He made, for me, four really good saves. If you include the one in the first half, which was looping over him and he tipped it over the bar as well, his reactions were good. He made, he kept us in the game at times. And um, 
yeah, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit more about Dan Bentley's uh, debut. But let's move over to Jess now. Now, Jess, I know that you haven't really had chance to uh, you, you to watch the game before. You've seen some of the, the highlights. And we're going to talk about Wolves women, of course. And Jess, uh, thank you for taking time out to come on tonight because I know you've got the first few GCSEs tomorrow. But this is a little bit of a study break. Uh, take your mind off everything. Um just on the bits that you've seen um, and heard about the game yesterday, you could sort of like uh, getting the same sort of feeling as everyone else. Yeah, it just it never seemed like we really got into gear. I think we were a bit too laid back, didn't really ever show much sign, to be honest. And I think it's been the same old story for so many times this, this season going away from home where we've just never really seemed to properly put the foot on the gas and, and give it a really good go, which which I think... It's something we really need to focus on next season because, you know, you can't go away from home and pick up virtually no points at all. Um, well, absolutely. And uh, so we've had, we've, had, we've had a little bit of joy on the road this year. I mean, you know, we've had some dramatic wins. I mean, maybe we had our fill with the euphoria of those dramatic wins and that was they thought, well, that's your, that's your lot. I mean, you look at Everton away, uh, that dramatic last gas victory there was a lot of limbs going that day and to be honest those um that point that we're taking off Everton there it you know it could really come back to to bite them and of course Wolves have got Everton next we're going to be looking at that as well and then another three points that's two points that we grasped out of nowhere really and then another three points that we got was the away victory at Southampton who are now relegated uh, back to the championship you know, you're down to 10 men, losing 1-0. Was it the same referee yesterday that sent off uh, Lamina? No, it was a different one, I think. The, the one against Lamina was the Australian fellow, is it Gillette? Gillette. Um, the producer thought sure, it was yeah. the same yeah. person. Yeah. Obviously, Wolves came back uh, to win three points there. That's five points. Those five points, although we should hopefully have got more points on the road, they are vital five points in the uh, in the scheme of things. When did we beat Southampton? Mm. I, I want to say February. February, mid, middle February. Yeah. So, 11th of February. So, now we're on like the middle of May and it's three months later and we've still not got um, got another uh, away victory. Um, Jack, I'm going to come on to you on this um, before we uh, we dive into uh, the your points on the actual game. What do Wolves need to do and we've got a fantastic home record. Lopetegui at home, seven out of nine or something like that. Four wins in a row, no goals conceded. Everton up next um, that we've got coming up. But the away form's been so bad. Why are we so good under Lopetegui at home? And why is it that it's away from home? We just don't see... I mean, we've got spanked 6-0 by Brighton. OK, we've played Man United, we've played Brighton. Great. You know, they're right at the top of the table. We've got Arsenal next. Brighton beat them 3-0 today. But... It's not just about those sides, is it? It's it's a theme. What what why why is it that we can't seem to get a result away from home? When I remember in the Nuno days, we had so many great away days. And how are we gonna? How is that gonna be fixed going into uh, next season? Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was I was having to think about this just before we came on, and I've written three words down that I think we need to really sort of nail in terms of winning away from home: resilience, character, bravery. I think resilience, because when you're playing away from home, the home team are always going to have a spell in the game. 
doesn't matter who you're playing, whether you're playing the top of the league, the bottom of the league, whoever, they're going to have a spell in the game where they dominate the ball, they put you under pressure, they get balls into the box, they have shots from distance, whatever it is. You've got to be able to withstand that. And you've got to be either, <clears throat> if you do concede in that, you've got to not let it affect you and you've got to go go again. And Or if you can re- repel it and keep yourself level in the game or whatever it is, then you've got to obviously kick on and, and try and build on that. Character, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. You think of Old Trafford yesterday, you've got 73,000 fans in the stadium. 70,000 of them want you to lose. Now, that's a lot of sort of pressure for you to be under, knowing that every mistake you make is going to be cheered by the majority and they're going to be baying for your blood. And, and, you know, if you make a bad tackle, they're going to be screaming for you to get sent off and this kind of thing. I think we've got a, a, a group of players that you can't cannot question their talent and their, their ability. But there's a bit of character missing, I think. And, and that's something that we definitely need to kind of improve on if we can. And I think that's, again, that's going to come from recruitment rather than developing that internally within the squad. I think that we've got to bring some leaders and some characters in. And then bravery. I think this is bravery on the ball. You know, we had 52... I, I didn't see yesterday as I was frustrated. And I don't know whether this is the same for you guys. I was frustrated that we, we wasn't brave enough with the ball. We didn't try to make things happen. I thought Neto, I thought he had a great game against Villa and he was, he got took off at half-time. He did nothing. He didn't seem to have the the, the, the the bravery to take his man on at the weekend and I thought that was, a, that, was that happened a lot. We, I thought United could have got, we could have got at him if we'd have wanted to. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, 52% possession away at Old Trafford, you'd go, we'll take that. But we did absolutely nothing with it because it was all in our own half. It was backwards and sideways, safe passes all the time. We're very risk averse away from home, aren't we? We don't take risks. We're not brave, like we said. And it's if you not think working, of that, no, not no. taking risks just puts us no. on the back foot, and then eventually we get picked off. Yeah, and if you think of those two wins that you've just mentioned away from home, the the Everton game, the bravery of Eight Nuri to make that run in the ninety fourth minute. I know he just come on, so he was a bit fresher. But he's no guarantee he's going to get the ball. And if they break, he's, he's 70 yards out of position. That takes bravery to go, I'm going to commit myself. I'm going to back my mate to beat his man and get a crossing. And I'm going to back myself to get on the end of it. And then the Southampton one, the, the Joe Gomez, when the ball breaks to him, he's got the bravery to take the shot on. OK, my first shot's been blocked. I'm not bothered about that. It's come back to me. I'm going to have another go. I'm going to put it in the top corner or, or in the bottom corner where I can't quite remember where it went. But those are the three words for me. I think we've got to kind of nail over the summer. Resilience, character and bravery. Get those right and I think we'll start winning more games away from home. Liam, um, picking up on that point from the Jacks made about the uh, the away, the away form, uh, obviously, do you agree with what he had to say and have you got anything to add to what he's, he's saying about that? I think he's worded absolutely perfectly. The way he said um, Joe Gomez and Aitan Ori, the bravery that they had away from home to do what they did. Coincidentally, none of them two were playing yesterday. I don't know what Joe Gomez has done not to just get any, any more get any more minutes because he had, he had that run of, run of games when Neves got suspended and then Neves came straight back into it. I mean, he got benched at the Leicester game, but he came on at half-time and since then he has, he's played every single game since then. I don't know what Joe Gomez has done to warrant Neves coming back in. So I know Neves is a great player and he's been incredible for us uh, the past couple of games as well. But I think Joe Gomez, when he plays next to Lamina, there's none of this faffing about at the back. He doesn't go backwards. We go straight forwards, way more direct with them two on the pitch. And I, I like it when, when, when we see those, them two play together. And when Neves plays, it just seems like we're just 
so slow in possession. We go backwards, we go sideways. What, exactly what happened yesterday. Interesting. Coops. Hoops, sorry, on that. I can go with Coops. Um, no, just to, just to echo Liam there and, and, and Jack, really, because I think perhaps there's a concern, I think by many, I think which, which Liam's referencing there, is that the midfield is very passive, very sort of uh, negative, ultimately. And, and the issue that you have is if you do go a goal behind, you know, you're going to have to change things. Whereas where we see uh, perhaps being the home side and the onus on us and the intensity, you know, that's where we, we're getting more results. And I know, Dave, you mentioned sort of the Nuno era because it's an interesting parallel whereby we were a counter-attacking side. You know, many people listening to this will remember times when we watched a Nuno side where we didn't have much of the ball. But the, the only other characteristic I'd add that we perhaps need to improve is discipline. That You know, that team was disciplined in terms of, look, we're not really in this game. We haven't offered anything. But it was that belief and that discipline that we might not begin the run of the green here, but we will take our chances and there will be a point. So I think there's a little bit of a crisis of confidence away from home. Now, it could be just as a, a psychological issue. And it also could be how the team is set up so uh, I'm really confident that can be addressed I don't think that's a difficult one to address um, but I think the good points it's maybe the, the type of players that we play but I think it's also a psychological issue whereby we're not on the front foot we're not intense we haven't got that that crowd behind us and it feels that when we do go one uh, goal down we don't look like we're going to get back into the game so I don't think Certainly with, you know, the calibre of coach that we've got, players and some of recruitment, that's something we can't address. For this season, it doesn't matter if we won the required games away or at home. You know, the objective post-World Cup was stale and we've done it to games to spare. So it doesn't matter in that sense, but it's absolutely right to discuss it because the, the parallels are crazy, aren't they? So there has to be an underlying issue there. So I would say, you know, and I'm with Paul, I think, you know, Lopetegui will will address it. Um, I think he knows what's what he's doing. I just think it's perhaps a confidence thing, but also I think Lopetegui will look internally that perhaps how he's set up isn't productive enough um, to get results away from home. Okay, that's a fantastic uh, insight there, Jess. Um, over to you. You've seen enough of Wolves this season. You know, you've watched enough football home and and obviously the stuff away from home as well and the, the lives and the highlights and stuff like that. You've heard what Jack, um, Liam and Hoops have had to say about your waveform. You, you know, you play football yourself. You you know, we talk about Wolves women and their away form. You know, they went away to Bridgehouse. They needed to win. They got the win. They were brave, you know. You know, okay. I know it's a different level of football, but the principle's still the uh, the same. What would you like to add on to that? And do you think J Lo will get it right for next year with the away form? Yeah, to be honest, I completely agree with what Hoop said. I think with Nuno, that counter attack in football, we we took our chances when we had them. They were few and far between in some of the games in that first season we came up, but we took our chances and we we had a bit more desire. And I think. I agree with what Liam said with the whole Neves and Jago missing as well. I think Neves plays, and don't get me wrong, he's fantastic and I really, really rate him, but it seems to go back so often, you know, straight back to the centre half. And it's it's kind of like we're almost waiting for the, the other team to make to come and make, make us make a mistake. And I think we need to be a bit more aggressive in terms of taking the ball out wide from midfield. And I think 
Jao Gomez for me with Lamina would would solve that problem. And I'm not saying you know we shouldn't play Neville's or whatever, but the last few games he's played home and away. To be honest, he's played so so deep. Like, and you kind of lose his attacking abilities because he's playing so deep. So I think we need to utilize. You know, if you just say we need to utilize Neves, and I hope that that does change because passing it backwards all the time and it's us then that's going to make the mistake and not the other team ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, we've only got one more away game uh, this season. It just happens to be uh, against Arsenal, uh, who have been, you know, gunned down by Brighton today. Um, hoping that the uh, all the people that paid up to twenty eight thousand pounds to uh, to buy a ticket and fly all over the world or wherever it is to come and watch Arsenal lift the trophy can get their money back because. There was a bit preemptive there. It's not going to happen. I think they've blown it the last few games. City are like a machine. I can't see um, City losing three games now. I know they've got Brighton uh, away. You could get something off them. Arsenal really need to win today. So, you know, just for the irony of, of looking back six weeks ago when Arsenal fans were, you know, parading the trophy already around uh, the Emirates and it's not happened. Um, you know, do you think... Jess, that Wolves next season, if we, uh, under Lopetegui, can be pushing for European places and a bit of silverware? I think silverware might be a bit of a stretch, but I think, you know, with what we've seen the last few games, especially at home, I think we definitely need to be aiming much more higher than we have done this season. But I think if we recruit well and we keep hold of some of our decent players and we, we bring in who we need, I think, you know, I can't see why we would, they wouldn't want to be aiming for Europe. I think... We've been fantastic, you know, our home form's changed completely. And I think under Lopetegui, we've been so much more aggressive at home. I think we were so flat with with large towards the end. I think Lopetegui's transformed it, to be honest. So, yeah, I think, you know, if we recruit well and we keep hold of, of the squad, the base of the squad, I, I don't see why not. Fantastic. Liam, what about yourself? Same question. I think a lot would have to change in the summer. Um the, the dynamic and the, the way that we play, it's just at home, like everyone everyone here has said, it's, it's brilliant. It's probably the best home football we've seen in a couple of years. But again, it's the away games that it's just it's just lacking and we, we're not we're not ruthless enough. We need more bite in the squad. And I think January was a, was a good first step towards uh, hopefully challenge, challenging for Europe again. But um, it needs... To, to take the next step and we need to move forward and that's where you've got to make tough decisions like Diego Costa whether you're going to give him a new contract when you're going to sell Neves if you're going to sell if you're going to sell Neves uh, who you're going to bring in there's a lot of decisions that they need to make in the summer and they need to get almost every single one of them right yeah very good points Hoops same to you yeah I, I think you know if you look at sort of uh, the, the form, you know, uh, post Lopetegui, it's, it's, it's ultimately a top half side. And I think, you know, when you look at the January signings, if you look at that as your first indication of, you know, how's the recruitment, they've all, uh, you could argue the point on Sarabia, I, I get that. But if we, if we take Sarabia out of the equation, who may come good next year, they've all come straight into the side, haven't they? You know, you, you're Dawson, you, you know, you're Lamina, you're Gomez. I think generally, obviously, it's a subjective point, but I would say most people would have been pleased with our, our recruitment in January. So if we see a similar level of recruitment and success rate in the summer, then absolutely. 
I think a lot will hinge on Neves. And if he finally, if he goes, if he doesn't go, I don't know, I'm just sick of these, these Barcelona rumours. It's like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Um, but, you know, the, the head to the throne is, is, is Gomez and, you know, there are other players. So I, I, I'm confident that I've seen enough with Lopetegui um, in terms of uptake and in form and points overall. And I'm happy with the calibre of signings that he's made, that if he's backed again, which he's pretty made that clear in his press conference, um, people would have seen that in the week. He, he needs to be backed, you know. I think he's a concern that he has that perhaps we all know that there's been players that have uh, been put to our football club ultimately as, as springboards for other clubs. And I think, you know, now is the time where, thank you very much, Mr Mendes, but we've got a serious guy in charge and we shouldn't just be a vehicle for other clubs. It should be a vehicle for us to be that bigger club. So I think with the right investment, um, absolutely. I think, you know, top 10, look, let's look at where Villa are this year. I think that's probably where we should be aiming for. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, on to you. Um, same sort of same question you've heard, what the other guys have had to say. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think I think they've nailed it. I think recruitment's going to be absolutely key. I think, listen, we, we said right at the start and we've, and we've been consistent, Lopetegui's mission this season was to keep us up and he's done that so he's now pulling all the strings in terms of recruitment this summer you know he's the conductor and the board have got to sing to his melody you know they, if he goes and says I want this player this player this player they've got to go and get him if he says I want this player gone I want this player gone I want this player gone they've got to go and do whatever they can to offload those players give him the tools that he needs I think ultimately he's a, he's a pragmatist as a manager you know he's, he's going to have a group of players he's going to work out how he can get the best out of that group of players so if he can recruit well and have a team that 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 he can mould into what he wants, then then absolutely, I think we've got to be careful. We don't sort of start talking about Europe and and all these kind of things. Let, let's walk before we can run. You know, we have we have been a poor team this year. You know, we can't sort of start celebrating getting to forty points. You know, that's not you know with the money we've spent. So, you know, let's let's re regroup over the summer, get the players away for a few weeks, recruit well, have a good pre season. And let's see what let's see what next year brings. But yeah, recruitment is absolutely massive. Again, I'll just go quickly back to what we were saying about the goal scorers. The the answer to our goal scorers isn't in this current squad, is it? They've got to be brought in. You know, the answer to the lack of character and, and bravery probably isn't in this squad. They've got to be brought in. So so recruitment is going to be absolutely massive this summer. It's probably the biggest summer we've had in terms of recruitment in a long, long time. Well, yeah, I mean, and obviously Lopetegui will be will be yeah, turning around to Jeff and the board and saying, well. I've I've come and you back me in January. We brought in some players. I've I've done what I said I'm going to do. I'm keeping us up. You know, three games to spare. Well, probably a little bit more than that, really. Uh, but definitely with three games to spare. And um, now I need to get this side and push on. Back me again. I know what I want. I'm sure that the recruitment team have already been looking at this. It's just how much uh, money they get coming in, what they add on to it, and what we can bring in. Um, and it's going to be absolutely key because we've got to improve the away form. The home form is good. It's not outstanding in, in terms of in in terms of results it is, but in terms of passages of play, there's been a few games where the, where we've been, you know, holding on. Should we say, and we should be kicking on, not holding on at home, getting the lead, and then getting two or three other goals. But we have held on, and we've done a good job, and we've shut shut teams out. But we don't want to be you know, holding on at home for results. We want to be getting the results and then going away and getting it. And if we can do that, 
uh, and convert some more away points, then we can definitely be pushing uh, top half and who knows, pushing higher. The irony is we've had a terrible season this year and we're probably going to fit the lowest we're going to finish is probably 14th or 15th. Could finish as high as 11th, having a terrible season. <laughs> That's crazy. Wolves haven't finished lower than 13th, after, or I don't think, since we've been... Uh, since we've been promoting, if we end up um, finishing as high as 13th, having a terrible season, what we're going to do when we have a half decent season? I mean, interesting. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, we're going to switch um, switch for a little bit um, because we do have our Wolves Women expert with us tonight and you guys can ch- tune in with this one as well in the chat and also um, Jack Hoops and Liam can comment. But Jess, the season's just con- con- uh, concluded. Magnificent effort on the final day. Um, tied on points in the end with Forrest. I keep thinking back to that penalty that wasn't given. Um, oh, that we, we, we were there watching. It was that against Derby when it... That penalty's given and converted. They win the league, but they've still got to go into this damn playoff. Um, they, they won the County Cup for the second year running against... Um, against Stourbridge in the week, who were a decent side at their, at their level, but they got the job done. But equal top, you know, another season in the third tier. What do you take out the season? And what do you, what do you, what do you think is going to happen going forward for the girls next season? I think, to be honest, it's so quickly to jump on and say, well, you know, we didn't do as well as last season. We didn't win the league. But I think... Perhaps last season we set the bar a little bit high. I don't think anyone expected us to get promoted and and win the league. Um, So I think, you know, it was pretty much out of our hands towards the end of the season. You know, Forrest did well. And I think I agree with you, Dave. You know, you look at those decisions. That referee, we've had him, I think it was twice last season. And both games, he didn't give us a penalty that that ultimately, I think, if we'd have converted them, you know, I don't think we've missed a penalty. I think we missed one penalty the whole season. You know, if, if we'd have put one of them away, then we'd be in the playoff and we'd be fighting for a chance to get promoted. So who won the other, won the other division? Um Watford. Yeah. Watford. I was in Watford, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. and I think that was tight as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was they took that to the final day. I think there was three teams that were that were close to taking it. But you know, we've played 
we played Watford three years ago and we beat them, I think it was like 4-1 or something. So I think it would be interesting. I think, you know, we need to, I'd quite enjoy to play a few of the Southern Division teams um, in pre-season to see how we match up because I think this season coming is going to be so much more difficult. I think Newcastle have just got promoted. They're going to put loads of money into it. Burnley are going to want to get out of the division. We're going to want to get out of the division. I think Stourbridge aren't any pushovers. I think they'll be... A Stourbridge got promoted? Yeah, Stourbridge got promoted. That's who they beat in the County Cup? Yeah, but I think, you know, I think... Brighouse are a decent side. And it's like you don't think yeah. it's... Teams like Brighouse and Stourbridge, do you? But like they've got obviously got a decent side. Yeah, they have to be fair. I think Stourbridge have gone from tier six to tier three in in three years. So I think you know they've they're no pushovers either. So I think it'll be close. I think more and more clubs will want to start getting out of this division because the longer you're in it, the harder it is to get out. And I think we need to we need to try and escape this season. You know, there's no playoff next year, which which is one less hurdle to have to jump over. Which I think is ultimately what Mac is going to be aiming for. Yes, yeah, so basically next season it changes. So the winners of the league do get automatic promotion to the championship, um, and they, and that's the uh, the division below the WSL, isn't it? Yeah. So I would imagine we'd probably start signing players professionally if we go up. Well, I would hope so because I really, I, I really do want. I think it's. I mean, Wolves talk a lot about the brand. Um, and they talk a lot about uh, you know, the, you know the, the foundation do a lot do a lot with the uh, with the girls football and stuff like that. And I would hope that they do back them because it, I think it's good for the brand. And they, they you know you got the fashion, you got the music, you got the esports. Having a successful women's team as well, I still I think that's good for the brand as well. It's certainly right on trend. I mean, you, I'm going to come to you first on this, Jack, in a second. But like you look at the. The women's FA Cup final today. It's a domestic record, seventy-seven thousand. I think Chelsea won it one nil. In the end, was it Sam Kerr that scored the winner again for Chelsea? Jack, I don't know if you've been down to see any of the women's games uh, this season. I've been uh, three or four times. Um, but what are your thoughts on um, on the development of the of what Wolves should do on the on the women's side of it? You know, they've done great strides, but like investing a little. Jack, I can hear you. Um, yeah. I think Dave, Dave might have froze for a moment. Oh, go on. I was going to say, I, I wonder if it was me then. Uh, should should we should, yeah, yeah, should we carry on? Just go for it, yeah. yeah, yeah and hopefully yeah. Dave can rejoin, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so I mean, I think I was going to ask, ask Jess, actually. I mean, what, what do you think Wolves need to do to take the next step? I mean, because obviously they've, they've won the league last year, second league this year. How do they get that next step? I think... Recruitment again is going to be important. I think we signed some really good players last season from the championship, and I can't see why we won't be approaching more and more championship players. I think the club will know that they need to do a little bit more to get up. I think it is going to be, as I said, a lot more difficult this season. I think potentially they only train two days a week now, so potentially if that's another option, training an extra day, paying players to come and train. I think Burnley, I think, have started doing that. They pay their manager. I think it's a full-time wage. So I think, ultimately, I do think if we need to get out of this division and keep our best players, I think we are going to have to start paying people at some point. I think, you know, it's great that they've signed Jenna Burt-Martin and she's she's like the head of women's football and she is in a paid position. But the likes of Tammy George, Amber Hughes, 
clubs in the championship and the WSL are going to want to sign them and ultimately if if we're stuck in this division for much longer then then they're going to leave and I think we could have a problem if we lose quite a few players in the summer but I'd like to think they'll stick together and you know if Wolves have got a plan in terms of investment they'll give it one more season and you know yeah I think investment is going to be needed if I'm being honest to get out of this division Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important. Go on. Can I say, fantastic, mate. Just carry on. You're doing a great job. <laughs> we'll take over, shall we? Yeah, go on. Do you want to carry on, Dave? Yeah. Now you carry on this segment because, OK, I'm having a bit of a problem with my internet and I've missed the, the, the flow of the conversation. So if you just want to run with this for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we were, we were just sort of saying, you know, what, what do Wolves need to do to take the next step? And Jess was, was talking about recruitment. I mean... You look at the Lionesses as a good example, isn't it? I think there's a, there's a real buzz and an appetite for, for, for women's football in, in, in the country now, isn't, isn't there? And I think, could Wolves do a little bit more to promote it, do you think? Is, is there, you know, obviously the social media, isn't there? There's, there's that kind of thing. I know the, the men's team went to watch the women's team, didn't they, at Molyneux, which was, which was great to see. Do you think that the club could do more in terms of promoting it or, or do you think they're doing a good enough job as it is? Definitely, I think. I don't want to sit here and, and slate the Wolves media team yeah. and say that they're not doing enough, but I think it has improved vastly from last season. I think last season, if we were lucky to get two or three tweets, you know, when we when we did a quite a good journey in the FA Cup, I think we got one little mention, but they have been better, don't get me wrong. It, it's been a bit more frequent this season, but, you know, there's so many times where you just think, why couldn't they just promote it a little bit more? We got, we played West Ham women WSL team at, at Telford, you know, home game against the WSL team. And to be fair, they they did push it, but I it always makes me question why can't we just why can't they just do it a little bit more often? I think you know you can tell from the the portfolio they've grown with the men's team and, and how how much it has worked this season. There was two over two thousand at Molyneux on a Tuesday night the other day for the cup final, so it is growing. But I think I'd like to see a bit more of it on you know the Instagram stories more so than just a retweet. You know they often just quote tweet what Wolves, Wolves women post and just say, oh, best of luck, this is happening if you didn't know about it. So, you know, the YouTube, that kind of thing that, you know, puts names to the faces for fans, you know, they, they've probably heard of Tammy George, Amp Hughes, those kind of players. But, you know, for, for people to see what actually goes on behind behind the scenes at Wolves women, I think would probably help to promote the team. And I think there's so many more people that, that have been going this season, but I'd like to think if they can start pushing that, then it'll go through the roof again next season. Absolutely. That's really well said, Jess. Uh, just come on to Liam at, at first and then Hoot before we move back to the men's team. Liam, I don't know if you've managed to see any of the women's game or you follow it at all. No, I haven't had a chance this season. I think I watched a couple last season. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 like, I like what they do uh, with the women's football. I think someone picks up on it. Um, it's good for branding and exposure because, um, as I think, you, I think it was you, Dave, the, the music... All of that stuff, it's it's very good because there's a couple of teams, uh, women's teams that are in the prem, and you hear a lot about them like Chelsea, uh, Arsenal. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot done on them. So so yeah, it'd be good if if the uh, uh, the the women's the women's football Wolves team could uh, can uh, can do well because every season it seems like they're going they're going for more every season they're improving. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not the expert on this. This is Jess, um, unfortunately. And uh, yourself, Hoops? Yeah, I mean, I, I was there in the week. Um, so I used to go quite regular because um, Castlecroft is a half an hour walk for me. So I used to go a lot. And uh, I've got two daughters. 
my eldest uh, has been to quite a lot of the, the Wolves women games. Actually, I've got... Um, she was mascot at one of the games. So there's oh, Jess can see that. Is that with Anna Price? Yeah, that's that's with Anna Price. That was Leeds. That was back at, at Castlecroft. So she's, she's banging to a football. We went to... Um, Watched the Lionesses recently as well, so she 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 adores it. And I think to to Jesse's point, it's about it's about role models. You know, Anna Price is an amazing role model. Jess will know how well connected the players are to the fans, how much time they have with them. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a big advocate because you know I want I want my daughter. I'm not pushy. If she doesn't like football, that's fine. But she seems to really like football. And so I'll say hello to Flo when she watches this back in the morning because she'll be pleased that we're, we're talking about the women's game because ultimately, I think, and I'll say it, I think the club could do more and should do more, you know, for, for my uh, perspective. I think there's an appetite there. I think there's a fan base there. And I think it's a hearts and minds job where they can capitalise. Um, so as I say, I've not seen them as much as I'd like to this this year. Um, hope, hopefully next year, but that's more the practical side of the being in Telford. Um, but I understand why they're there. So when I get the opportunity, then uh, I go down. And as I just mentioned, Tammy George, I mean, a fantastic player. Uh, there's some real talented players within that team. And I'm just pleased they've got rid of that ridiculous playoff. Because I think I was, I was with you, Dave, or spoke to you at the um, Stockport game. Oh God! Yeah, they, yeah. It, yeah, back when they lost to Southampton, you know. But I think, as as Jess said, because she's more qualified than I am, but it's what I heard in the week. I think it's going to be even more difficult, isn't it, next year, Jess? Is it, as you say, Newcastle? You can imagine. I know they play some of their games at St James's, and maybe for their profile and brand, they'll perhaps invest. And teams are only going to get better, aren't they? I guess really. So I hope we don't miss the boat, really. Um, because I think there's an appetite for it. So, no, full credit to them. And if people get chance, then definitely support them because you'll see great football. And, um, you know, they, they, um, they're very well connected with the, with the fans, which I think is really important as well. So, Absolutely. And you're right. Let's hope Wolves don't drop the ball like they did with the men's team um, a couple of years ago and stop the investment and the pushing forward. Because we all say, just look at the men's team, when you don't continue to invest and move forward and evolve in this division, you go backwards. And if Wolves don't continue to invest in the women's game, there are teams that will, and you need to get out of the, they need to get out of that division and get into the championship. And then they're one division away from the, the, the WSL. And as I said, it's good for the good for the Wolves brand. Anyway, we're going to change the melody now, and we're going to switch back uh, to uh, the men's team. Um, and we're going to go with uh, Liam first. Liam, um, any points you'd like to make out the game? I want you to pick out your man of the match, your performance rating and your highlights of the day. Well, I think the game, it's, um, it's, it's quite weird because we went, we went there expecting that uh, Lopetegui would play a couple of the, uh, the old Nuno boys as it seems like most of them will leave this summer. Um, but it was nice, as as I was there. It was nice to see him and his come on and like the melody of the "Si Senor" song. It was it was it was nice, and it's it's kind of one of the last times we may we, we may be able to sing it. So I think we've had it with the "Nuno Had a Dream" song. I think 
a lot of, a lot of people will miss that chance. So it's little things like that. And I think Lopetegui, hopefully against Everton at home, he'll he'll dip into that a little bit more. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I one point I would like to make out, I think Diego Costa, if he was ten years younger, we would have an absolute. Well, well of course we have because he uh, he was good for Chelsea. Um, but it's just a shame he's he's he's, he's as old as he is. Uh, but he's, he's the exact type of pressing profile that we need. I think if we can get a striker in the summer that presses like he does, but just a little bit more mobile, so the likes of Cunha, the likes of Nunes, can just play a ball in behind, like like Watkins from uh, from Villa. Somebody we can play a through ball into from behind. Um, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and it's clinical. I don't think Koss is going to be able to do that. And on the point that if he's going to get a new contract or not, I think, yeah, he's got he's got he's got a good influence in the dressing room. But if we want to move forwards, we've got to we've got to look at getting better strikers in. We've got Kalajic who'll come back from injury, but um, that's about it. Don't know if if Fabio is going to be back next season, and if he is, is he Premier League? Is he Premier League ready? He's he's done well on two loan spells, but the, these leagues that they aren't as competitive and as rough as the as the Prem. So it'll be interesting to see what Lottavi does with Costa. But my personal opinion on that, I, I, I think we need to move forward and get a new striker. Um, as for man of the match, it's got to be Bentley. I think it has to be Bentley. I think he made about eight saves on, on his Premier League debut, which is just insane. I was, I was speaking to my dad before the game. He's either going to be incredible or he's going to be terrible. So uh, lucky for us, he was the, uh, he was the first one. But um, yeah, it's got to be Bentley. And did you give a performance rating? Oh, um, performance. Give it a four. Mate, that, I might be being generous there, but I'll give it a four. And another question, just before we move on to hoops, would you stick with Bentley for Everton and Arsenal, or do you think he's just giving him a taste and he'll switch back to Shaw the next game? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. That's, that's, a, that's a good question because... I think it's the point that I made before. What's Jao Gomez done not to, to to be dropped? I think what's 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 Bentley done not to be dropped? But um, yeah, it's, it's a very good question. I think I think at this point of the season, it could just be a situation of get his experience up in the Premier League. Uh, as Sars played, pretty, I'm I'm, get, I'm guessing he's played every single game in the Premier League season. So yeah. I don't think he would mind getting a free game rest. But but I, I'd I'd keep him see see how he so he fares or. And then again, there's an argument. Uh, let him let him leave on a high. Let him end the season on an incredible performance, just in case he has a howler in the next two. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know what you're saying about he won't mind missing the next two because it's not very long. But then you've got the whole seat free season, so it's a long time not to play. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with that one and who starts against Everton. For me, I just don't want any any foot off the gas. I want us to take Everton apart. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm sure there's any Everton fans watching or what have you, but like you've been in the Premier League 60 or four years, you keep talking about it. You know, it won't hurt you to go and play in the new stadium down in the Championship, and you'll appreciate things a lot more when you come back up. Um, hoops. Um, first of all, any points you'd like to make about the game? I think the, the game, as we kind of covered earlier, there's not a lot more I, I, can, I can probably add. To, to be honest, it was um, as I, it was it, it wasn't particularly exciting, really. Um, okay. To be honest, your uh, highlight of the day. Highlight of the day, 
Do you know what? I think, to, to, to Liam's point, I think, you know, Raul Jimenez, um, we know, uh, well, I'm not going to labour the point here, we know why it hasn't worked out for him post-injury. Post and we've seen some of the criticism on, on social media and some cryptic tweets and so forth. And, you know, the, the whole, what should he have gone to the World Cup, et cetera, et cetera. However, we also know that prior to his injury, he was amazing for us. You know, he was ultimately one of the best strikers many of us have seen of this generation. So I think it was really important and poignant, you know, that when he came on yesterday, the moment of the match was the fans in unison, you know, with a, a striking melody of Si Senor. And I think that must have hit home with him, hopefully, to say, you know what, you might be moving on, but we still recognise that at one point you've gave us some some great memories. So the moment of the match would be, because the match was so uneventful, was um, I think the fans giving Raul a, a, a sort of a good send-off, as we expect it, and, and may have opportunity to do that at Everton. And then in terms of the game as a summary, yeah, I think four and a half I, it, it would, would be generous. And I don't think you can disagree with... Um, with Bentley as, as as my man of the match also. Uh, absolutely, mate. I mean, you make some really, really good points uh, there as always. Um, over to you then, Jack. Um, first of all, any other points that you want to make regarding the uh, the game, first of all? Yeah, I, I think um, just, I suppose, a note of caution, if anything, really. I think we've, we've got to learn a lesson from last year here. We ended last year in a really bad run of form. I think it was one win in ten, something like that, and and there was a home game at Norwich against Norwich. Sorry, wasn't there, which was absolutely dreadful, and and everyone just went into the, the summer with shoulders drooped a little bit, and we carried that over into the start of the season, didn't we? And and there was just no momentum going at all. I think we've like you've just touched on with the Everton game. I think we've got to still try and be as competitive as we can in these last two games. Try and take something into that summer break. If we go into it, you know, heaven forbid on on three losses and four out of five defeats, then a lot of the, the goodwill and, and things that we've built up by by securing safety might just be tainted a little bit by the fact that, you know, we haven't finished very strongly and then there's a little bit of, you know, doubt creeping in. So I think that would be my, my final point to make is just let's, you know, with this Everton game and, and the Arsenal game as well, let's let's be competitive. I understand what people are saying about we want to say goodbye to Adama and, and Zhao and, and Raul and all that. You know, give them five, ten minutes at the end if you need to, if the game's secure, one way or the other. But let's put a strong team out and let's try and get some more points. You know, that, that would be my, my point on that one. And before I get to your next question, I just want to remind anyone that uh, don't miss the grand reopening of the Halls, Wolverhampton. Uh, they've got an incredible lineup of acts that will be performing live this summer in Wolverhampton, including Lettyfield, Sugar Bays, James Bay, Eamon Amarath. We've got Gary Poundland. Generation Sex featuring Billy Idol and many more tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. And also don't forget the Johnny Phillips thing on the 22nd. Um, the um, the Sir Jack um, and History Boys on the 22nd will be going on that. Um, and there is going to be a little competition coming very soon on that. So look out for a competition on Always Wolves Socials. Um, to win some tickets uh, to go to that. So make sure you're following us on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, 
um, and Twitter, and of course here. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel for the opportunity to get involved in that. So who are you going to go with your uh, man of the match then, mate? Uh, full house, I think. Clean sweep, Dan Bentley. You know, and, and that was actually going to sort of segue nicely into my highlight of the day. I think his debut was, was, was probably the real positive, the highlight of, of the day, really. It was nice. I mean, I heard uh, his, his interview with WM after the game, spoke really quite eloquently and, and was really great to hear, very humble. You know, I, I think the, the sort of the main point he made, I'm really proud to make my debut, but ultimately we lost the game, so I can't be sort of too high about it. And I, I think that's quite a nice attitude. And, and like I think you touched on earlier, Dave, it's nice to see someone who started out at South End and sort of built up his career. There's now had opportunity to play at the highest level at you know an iconic world stadium and, and done himself proud. So yeah, highlight of the day and man of the match, Dan Bentley. Performance rating, I can't go higher than a three. I thought we were pretty awful, to be honest. Absolutely. And guys, we're going to be coming on into uh, into a minute in uh to looking forward to Everton and Everton score prediction. Um so if you've spotted the mystery secret word. Now's your time to put it in the chat. Just going back to your on Dan Bentley, a little bit of a, a nice little um, footnote to that. Um, you know, Paul, um, who comes on the channel, often I interview, especially at the away games, he took his two daughters to their, they're only young, uh, to uh, Old Trafford, the, the, the youngest one, it was their first away day. And um, he want, they wanted to stay and try and get some autographs and stuff like that. Obviously, when we went over there, there was just so many people because all the Man United fans were there. And um, Costa came over, signed a few autographs. I didn't catch. I lifted the little one up on her shoulder. She had a wolf because it was all Man United print things. So you could see the wolf shirt. Dan Bentley saw it, uh, saw the little girl, came over. She had a little pad, Paul's daughter, and he signed it. And I said to uh, I said to Bentley, I said, uh, actually spoke to him very, very briefly. I said, well done on your debut. You were fantastic today. And he went, thanks ever so much. Um, really appreciate that. The fans were great today. So, um, waited a long time for it. Um, and you seem like a, like what you said, a really down-to-earth, uh, humble chap. Um, and that's another little story. When we were at Newcastle away, we were in the hotel having breakfast and they were walking down the, um, the promenade by the... Uh, by the river in Newcastle. I think he was with Kilman and um, a couple of others. And he saw us in the window in our wolf shirts and he, he, was, he like kind of waved and stuff like that. He was like, because like, we were all going, come on, type of thing. And he was chuckling. So he sounds like a really decent bloke. And um, is he 29? I think he's 29, yeah. isn't he? And um, I think we've done well there. Obviously, yeah, Bristol City captain was gutted to lose him. He was in the last six months of his thing. We've got an absolute steal. Um and um, judging by his performance yesterday, which would have been, he would have been really, really nervous uh, going into that in front of 73,000 at Old Trafford making your Premier League thing. And, he, you know, the first five or 10 minutes. But once he made that first stop or that first catch, he just grew into the game. And he was like, he couldn't do anything about the first goal. He did everything he could to try and force him wide. For the uh, the second goal, he just hit the inside of the post and uh, and went in, and that was the killer. But you know, up until that point with Wolves, I just I thought, is it going to be one of them days where we just do nothing and we have one shot and the like Bournemouth did and we score off it? But it, the ball just never never dropped. Anyway, 
to finish off with, have we got any anyone that's got the uh, the secret word yet? Yeah, doesn't look like it so far. Uh, WF uh, think, thinks it's mischief. It's not mischief, but it does begin with an M. Um, on to you, Liam. Looking ahead to Everton to finish the show. What's your thoughts ahead of that? You'll be there, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Any changes you would make and what's your score prediction? Um, I don't think it matters. I think um, you and Jack have uh, said said some good points about ending the season on a high and um, going into next season with a bit of fo uh, good form. Um, but yeah, Everton have, have got it all to fight for and we, we kind of don't. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'd, it'd be nice to get a send-off for Raul, Matinho, uh, Traore, whether Lopetegui does that, I'm not sure. I reckon he will, but uh, it's, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but yeah, um, I'd, the changes I'd make, I'd I'd, I'd swap Neto out for Traore. I think every time <laughs> Traore the pitch, I think we're just so much more direct and I think that's what we need. Um, although his end product isn't the best, but... Um, it gives us that little bit more that the other wingers kind of don't. Although Huang was was good when he came on, I would play. I would play Jimenez. I would play Jimenez because I think we, difference between him and Costa. I think Costa works better with Cunha. Um, but Jimenez, I think it, it it just be a game just to get his last appearance. And I understand um, we, we should we should be trying to end the season well. But I don't think it'd be too much of a hit to play him. Um, not sure about Matinho. I think Matinho would be one of those one of those players who he'd bring on with like five minutes to spare if the game's comfortable. Um, as for the others, I, I wouldn't say any any of any other changes. Um, score prediction. It's difficult. It's a difficult one to one to tell because we're good at home, but Everton have got it all to play for. They're fine for their lives. So I, I, I'd go for I'd go for a solid one one draw. Solid one one draw. Fantastic. Thank you, Jack. Hoops, um, any changes and score prediction for you? Have you conferred with the with your wolf mates whilst we've asked the question? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's like he's been whispering in your ear, like it, type thing. He, he has. I can't repeat what he's just said there. Um, no. Um, in, in terms of um, the game, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I think the sentimental part of me would would like to see those players who were, were very key to us in the Nuno era get good runs. But at the same time, I, I, I get it. I think you know ultimately we want to finish the season on a high and and um, and pick up uh, you know pre season from a, a good position. As the Jack reference, we didn't do that last year, so it's difficult. So I would still go strong. The the, the one player um, I was thinking about, perhaps even if it's just a bench appearance. Um, it's Nathan Fraser. You know, he's doing really well in the academy. Um, and I think if you're going to have an opportunity, he's probably going to be more someone that will go on loan next year. I don't see why you don't give him 10 minutes, if not now, or against Arsenal. That aside, um, you know, Costa's played a lot of games. So, yeah, maybe it's one for, for him and Esther to, to play and Costa to come on. Um, but, but I would go strong and maybe someone like Fraser, maybe with some minutes from the bench. Um, but I wouldn't make wholesale changes. I don't think we need to. But yeah, I'd also like to see Joe Gomez. Ultimately, we want to see players who are going to be here next year, really. And if we can accommodate a few um, send-offs, then then that's great. Um, and the game itself, yeah, 
I take the point. I think Everton will want it more because there's more at stake for them ultimately. Um, but and, and when perhaps things haven't been at stake for us, we, we haven't been as good. But then you have to weigh in our home form. So, yeah, I, I would also go for a draw because that kind of makes a little bit of sense based on Everton wanting it more and also, you know, how well we have done at home this year. So let's, let's go one, one as well. Um, so, yeah. OK, so you're basically in sync with Liam. So that only leaves the voice of reason. Uh, I'm going to get you a T-shirt with that on, Jack. <laughs> Always walks the voice of reason. Um, over to you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the lads have made some good points there. I, I think I'll go back to what I said. We've got to try and finish the season with a bit of momentum, a bit of confidence, a bit of form. Uh, it's a difficult game to kind of... to get a read on isn't it because you know you watched Everton and I don't think watched them earlier I don't want to give any spoilers before match of the day and things but a lot of people were bigging them up to stay a banana skin for Man City you know they've got Real Madrid on their minds and, and Sean Dyche's Everton at Goodison Park is going to be a, a that, that was a cakewalk for Man City in the end wasn't it so um, you know I think you don't know what kind of mind frame Everton are going to going to be in that they probably need to win one of their last two games, either us at Molyneux or, or Bournemouth at home. Um, as Hoop said, we don't tend to do particularly well when there's nothing riding on it for us. But I think Lopetegui's perhaps got to try and find something for it to be riding on it for us. You know, he's got to kind of almost say, let's see if we can finish the season above above Palace or above, you know, Bournemouth, above West Ham, for example. You know, try and get that bit of motivation for the players and, and something to, to tangible to sort of to aim at. Um Score prediction. Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit. I'm going to say 1 0, but I'm not going to say which way. You're not going to say which way? Yeah, There's only one or two ways. Yeah, we're, we're either going to win 1 0 or lose 1 0. Oh, right. Well, that's sure. sitting, sitting on the fence. So that's yes. 1 1. Yeah. So that's kind of like a 1 1 again, isn't it, really? Listen, yeah. um, I'm going to ask you a question in a second. Dino wants to know who do you want to go down? So we're going to come back to that in a minute. My thoughts on Everton. Um, we've, we haven't, we've, we've, we've missed the elephant in the room on this one. Um, and that's Ruben Neves. It's probably going to be Ruben Neves' last game at Molyneux as captain. He is not going to want to draw or lose that game in his last match at Molyneux. He's going to be highly motivated to, 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 to leave Molyneux with a win. Um, and if that sends puts Everton in trouble, then he's obviously Everton are gonna, you know, they're fighting for their lives, they're scrapping and stuff like that. But you know, they did a great job against Brighton, they'll hopefully want to try and emulate that. You know, coming to Molyneux, they'll probably think they'll probably target Wolves as one of them last two of winnable games. Um, would I like to see Raul get a send off as well? Yes, he's been fantastic for Wolves, I think. If Lopetegui can find a way for him to get that, although somebody said that the fans told me the fans sang his name yesterday, but he ran off down the, he didn't go over to the fans to clap. He ran down the tunnel at the end and didn't come over to the fans. So um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's a bit poor if that's what's happened. I know there's something not right there, but the fact that Lopetegui got him in the squad yesterday and brought him on suggests to me that he will get some time at Molyneux uh, next week. I think we're going to beat Everton 2-0. Um, I think we'll go for it. I, I, I don't want this letting up 
malarkey. I think, like Jack, we ended this. You end the season strong. It gives you momentum going into the following season. We ended the season weak last season. We want to end up keeping our home record intact as a fortress, you know, and that winning run going as long as we can, and then we take it into into next season. And then we've got Arsenal. Arsenal on the end of the, the last day of the season, anything could happen there because they'll want to, you know, they'll be deflated, I would imagine. So I think they'd be for the taking as well. So finish as high as possible. Um, that one last question, quick answer for you guys. Who do you want to see go down with Southampton, Liam, in uh, two words, which teams? If, if it's who I want to go down, I'd say Villa. Yes. But if, I, if, if I'm being realistic... Well, they ain't going down. Yeah. Um, four. Forest. I hate Forest. I don't like them. And Leeds, because we always lose there. So, Forest and Leeds. Forest and Leeds. Hoops? Same. Forest and Leeds. Forest and Leeds. And Jack? Yeah, I'll go the same. Forest and Leeds. Forest and Leeds, fantastic. Guys, the secret word was melody, if you got it, well done. Thank you to um, Jess, Jack, Hoops and Liam for coming on tonight. It's been a great show. I hope you've enjoyed it. As I say, if you're brand new, please cons uh, consider subscribing. Um, make sure that you're following us on the Always Wolves podcast as well and feel free to follow us on any socials. And, uh, you know, we will be back with all the content next week, news, previews, uh, we'll be at the game for the Everton match and we'll be back with extra time next Sunday night. Um, so from all of us to you and yours, God bless you. And uh, yeah, last game of the season at Molyneux next week. Crazy. We're staying up. Let's have a celebration. Let's go and, uh, let's go and do Everton. Let's go and do Everton. And uh, let's see where Arsenal takes us. Until then, always Wolves, guys. Always Wolves. Yes. Thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.